Hi everybody, so today we've got the amazing Alina from Australia on and she's going to be talking about her chronic illness journey. Now Alina is a blogger, she's amazing, she's 16, so she's going through some really really tough times, eight years battling a chronic illness that she is yet to sort of get to the bottom of, so I really hope that she can shed some light gain some you know give out some inspiration to you all and gain some hope for people that are younger going through chronic illness so please listen enjoy and yeah welcome to chronic but iconic hi welcome welcome to chronic but iconic Oh, I'm so excited to be on. Thank you so much for... I'm so excited because I know that we've waited quite a while to do this. So I'm so excited we're making this happen today. Yeah, I'm so glad. I felt so bad every time like things got postponed, but this no. week then the puppy I was looking after went missing. So I couldn't have done it anyway. Oh, I know, I know. But that's how it is with chronic illness. Yeah, always up and down, but it's amazing to have people around you that understand. Yeah. So to start off with and kickstart ourselves, can you sort of give a brief like intro into yourself, into your life, a bit about your chronic illness? That'd be amazing. Sure thing. Um, I'm a 16-year-old Australian blogger. Yeah. I am an Invisiouth charity global brand leader and yeah. I am chronically ill and have been severely for the past two years but moderately for the past eight years. Um, and we're still not quite sure what's wrong with me. That's what we're trying to figure out at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And that, and that is a hard in itself. It's a hard pill to swallow because when you don't understand what's going on, how can you explain to other people to help them understand? Definitely. It's the trickiest thing. I get so many questions with what I do with my Instagram, like, oh, so if you don't mind me asking, what illness do you have or what type of sickness or even just in person it's like yeah that's what we're trying to figure out yeah exactly and you know as you said it's been a long road for you I mean you're only 16 now and you're saying that you've been battling this for a good eight years so for you it's it's affecting your school life and your social life and it's, it's the part of your life when you're starting to find yourself and grow as a person yeah it's definitely been quite interesting it's like you grow up having this kind of plan for what you'll see your teenage years to be yes yeah it's definitely been the complete opposite of what I thought it would be with that you know like going through school with it and everything like that well I actually can't go to school I haven't been able to since year six and I'm now in year 10 yeah Um, it made primary school, the end of primary school, extremely difficult, but we didn't understand then why it was so difficult. Um, yes. But as I got older, the more we learnt. So now it's more learning about things that I can understand while my health is so up and down. And then once yes. it's more stable, then I can go into higher education and go back and do um, my high school education when I'm at a time when I can actually understand things because at the moment things go in one ear and out the other yeah and just trying to grasp any teenage experiences that I can in a way that I can cope with 
Of course, because like I know that chronic illness is is so isolating. But luckily, like obviously, I managed to go to school. But now I work from home, and yet I feel alone. So I can completely understand that you probably feel the same, and it's it's heartbreaking because you feel like you've got no real friends to hang out with. Yeah, it's definitely difficult. I think the hardest thing would be where I live, the local high school that I tried to go to this year and lasted less than a week just doing a few classes. I see them leave and get to school every day. And it's like seeing everyone hanging out and laughing after school and going to the local takeaway shops and just normal teenage things. I'm not going to lie, that is really hard and there is times where yes. I just end up in tears because it's like I want that so bad, but yeah. my body just won't allow that and it's at the moment trying to accept that. But I am very fortunate to have met this year two amazing friends that live five minutes away from me that wow, are sick amazing. like I am. So they understand yeah. what I'm going through and we kind of are there for each other through this kind of up and down thing that is life with chronic illness. Yeah, definitely. And people don't understand that sort of just picking up the phone or just going for a walk for us is just like a lifesaver. It's a lifeline because we need that because we just don't get it. Whereas, you know, they're out all the time, cinema, they do different clubs and everything like that. So a quick phone call to them is like nothing. But to us, it's just it means the world. It can literally make your whole day, if not your whole week. Yeah, exactly. But going on to sort of your blog, because it's amazing. And, you know, (laughs) what what's inspired you and empowered you to do this? Because it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there online. Well, thank you. Uh, I kind of started my blog when I got sick. I'd been writing since I was little, like I'd write 3000 word stories for absolutely no reason. That was probably like complete gobbledygook back then because I was like in year three four like I loved writing and I'd always wanted to start a blog but never thought much of it until I got sick and I never intended when I started off to write about being sick I liked the fact that no one knew I was sick Um, so I started off as a beauty blogger and did makeup and fashion posts but I learned pretty quickly that wasn't me yeah and so I started sharing about well-being kind of tips and insecurities and self-care. And then I eventually shared my first post on being chronically ill and it just blew up. Like it was my most popular post. And I realized pretty quickly that there was other people out there like me. Yes. Except I didn't fully grasp that until I did that post. So I started sharing more and the more I shared, the more it connected with people and I started getting messages saying, hey, this really helped me. Um, and that was that's definitely my main inspiration, but it's also just sharing about things I'm passionate about. So a lot of that is about my illness and sharing my story so other people don't feel alone but it's also if I see situations online or in the media that either upset me or just get me like I really want to write about it then I'll write about that so one of my favorite posts was on cancel culture after this massive youtuber was getting full-on attacked online and I didn't follow the youtuber but it just hurt my heart seeing the messages, the memes, the videos, the everything online 
but it was okay because they were cancelling the person, if you get what I mean. Yeah. I mean, like you said, sometimes we know that we want to sort of go into like an area, sort of like blogging, YouTube, whatever, but sometimes it takes us a little while to find our feet and know what we're focus on and I think it's very difficult to have the courage to open up and be honest but then I think that's you know where we find our truth and where people can relate to us because when we're doing other things that maybe our heart isn't fully in it it doesn't come across as well so when we put our heart out there people can connect to that and I think you know we, we do have to go through finding our feet a little bit but once like you say once you found your feet and your niche it just blows up and people connect people relate people find comfort and through that that motivates you yeah most definitely so do you hope to sort of grow this blog into sort of a a bigger thing or are you hoping that it'll just carry on or what are you hoping for with it my long-term goal was that is I'd love to grow it I definitely find it trickier with social media and how it's amazing that it's used so much now, but it also makes it a little bit trickier to get seen online. Um, But that would be an amazing thing to grow my blog. But even if it does grow, just knowing that one person reads it and that it helps them, it just makes that whole post that I've written worth it. Definitely. And like me, you're involved with Invisi Youth who are amazing and they are such an amazing team. They're such an amazing charity. But what, what sort of inspired you to get involved with them? Um, I actually discovered them through uh, another chronic illness warrior on Instagram, Ellie Hemsley. She'd done an interview yeah. for their podcast. And wow. I'd never really heard of them before until I listened to the podcast and I knew straight away I wanted to be a part of whatever Invis Youth did but at the time it Invis Youth was only UK America and Canada based so I just kept supporting them in any way I can but I had no idea that they actually knew I existed and they soon actually reached out to me about expanding the ambassador program into Australia and I just jumped on it straight away because there was no real support for all chronic illnesses in Australia I didn't even know what a chronic illness was until I got sick yeah so being able to have the connection and support to bring more connection and support into Australia for um, teenagers and young adults with chronic illness and disabilities is amazing and the way that they do it through their events is so impactful because when you get sick it's kind of like being thrown out to sea with no life raft because everything yeah it's all so medical based which is understandable because your medical health is so important to like be alive and functioning but yeah there's no advice on managing day-to-day life yeah I know yeah definitely and you know when I do sort of fundraisers for Invisi Youth and people like come up to me and say you know I've never heard of the charity what do they do and when you start to explain to them it, it kind of I don't really feel like they, they fully get it they don't understand what living with chronic illness is like so they don't understand the isolation or what we've been through as, as young 
people going through chronic illness and how debilitating it really is and that we need these kind of charities and support to just empower us and give us motivation and show us that you know life is worth living there is a purpose to our suffering you know sharing our stories finding courage to you know be open is is very key and it's part of our, our own healing as well as helping others heal most definitely like before I discovered then when I discovered the podcast it was like the perfect timing because like I was in the worst of my illness but no one around me understood what I was going through and I had no idea how I would ever work how I'd ever have a family how anything would ever be possible I couldn't even think a month ahead let alone 10 years and everyone was getting jobs getting licenses doing all of the things that I just couldn't do but being able to hear someone else go through what I'm going through and being further along the journey and being able to still achieve those things just in a more adapted way yeah was life-changing definitely and you know that sort of goes on to support really um because support is a massive massive thing when it comes to chronic illness and a lot of the time we feel alone but do you feel like you've got a, a strong family and a strong friend support system well, it's just me and my mum. Uh, my mum's a single mum and we've kind of yeah. had a not so great family environment growing up. But my mum has Which is hard always... in itself. Oh, man. <laughs> it's definitely difficult, but yes. it's made my mum and I's relationship stronger. Like, she's my mum first, but she's always will be my best friend. It's soul sister, some... yeah. It sounds cheesy to other people, but, like, we've always been there for each other I looked after her when I was younger when she had her own health issues and now she helps me with literally payback everything yeah but she's the only one that can make me laugh on the days when I'm just in so much pain I'm just really grateful for her definitely and sort of in your local community and through social media do you feel like people are beginning to understand your situation or do you feel like there's still sort of ignorance and maybe dismissal towards you? Where I used to live before I moved, I struggled a lot in the community because people didn't exactly understand. But since I've moved to Cairns, people that I met don't necessarily always understand what I'm going through, but I've made some really amazing connections with people that are supporting me in any way they can to make my dreams possible and to help me create a future for myself and I've also connected with some pretty amazing people locally that are chronically ill um, all ranges of chronic illnesses and disabilities and it's been absolutely amazing to just have people in my corner that I can just message and go hey I'm going through this and they can understand and I can also be there for them perfect and that and that's a big thing isn't it it's so massive because how do you feel that it sort of differs from australia and the uk in the in the sense of support do you feel that uk are quite well a bit more advanced in the fact that we've got resources available and there's more of a community here than in australia or do you feel like australia's on on a par no i definitely think australia is back a little bit on chronic illness especially because 
it's only been recently that I've actually seen something in the media. It was on Crohn's and colitis. There's been an ad on TV. Um, But that was the first thing I've ever seen. They're definitely getting better on the mental health side of things, but we have a long way to go with understanding chronic illness and disabilities because it's mainly you think of disability and they think of someone in a wheelchair that's maybe a paraplegic or quadriplegic. Uh, They never think or that are on the spectrum that were born that way. They never exactly think of people that have become ill and are struggling whether they're in a wheelchair or not. So there's still not that understanding around that young people can have disabilities and can have illnesses and I'm hoping that eventually and with banding together we can make a change for the better with that yeah definitely it it is it is very very difficult and I know that with my own illness Lyme disease in Australia there's so much ignorance towards it and so many people sort of reach out to me and and say you know they, they want to be you know, move and have to go abroad for treatment just so that they can be listened to and understood because they just be sectioned and called crazy in Australia. And that, and that's insane that maybe that they treat chronic illnesses as something, you know, push the blame onto the person suffering, saying that they're crazy and, you know, their mental health isn't great rather than trying to help them and fix it because, they obviously think that they can't fix it with a pill, so it's on the person. It honestly makes me so sad because when I was younger, I I know a lady that had Lyme disease, but she would have to travel, I think, to America or Canada to get treatment. Yeah. But Australia, especially where I live, there are ticks everywhere. Like I'm in um, the tropics, so there's rainforest, and I'm so wary now of ticks Yeah, because – they're definitely, like in Australia, there's so many different types, but there's yes. this ignorance around it. And even, especially with Lyme, as well as any sort of chronic condition, it's taken me two years of being sick for my doctors to begin to stop blaming my anxiety for it and telling me that it's all in my head. Yeah, and that's crazy in itself. And and like you said, you know, it's a long, long time. It's a long time to A, suffer. And then B, the cost of seeing consultants, going from hospital to hospital, it all adds up and people don't understand that as well. And when people get at me like, oh, you know, you're so careful. I'm like, yeah, but I need to make sure that, you know, there's finances in place if my health gets worse because it's expensive to have a chronic illness and people don't get that. Quickest way to get broke is the quickest way to get broke is to get sick pretty much because everything. Yeah is so expensive. Like I got anti-nausea tablets to try and I react to every single medication. They were $80 for, I think I got 20 tablets and I got one and got extremely sick from it. And now I've got these ridiculously expensive tablets in our cupboard and I can't use them. Yeah, I know. And it's, it is like you said, it's just, it's not great. They should be helping us and they should, you know, be supporting us, not sort of draining us in every way, emotionally, physically and financially. Most definitely. So what do you feel is in your future moving forward? Um, I definitely like to create a bigger community in Australia. I'm actually currently working on kind of a group 
for Australia in itself called Chronic Youth Australia and the aim of that is to give teenagers teenage experiences. So dances, group hangouts, movie nights, bonfire nights, games nights, all the things that everyone else gets to do that are able-bodied people but in a way that we can cope with surrounded by people that are understanding of what you're going through. Yes. And I think that's, that, that is deeply important. I'm also working on creating some products for my own personal brand, Just So Alina, as well as hopefully um, some T-shirts and things like that for Chronic Youth Australia. Because oh, wow, that's amazing. When that's I was amazing. doing online school, I got a hoodie from the school and it was feeling connected to something even though I wasn't physically there. So that's kind of the aim of creating those T-shirts and things is for people to feel connected to something, even if they're on the other side of Australia. That's amazing. I love that. And sort of how has social media helped you? Because social media often gets a bad reputation for, you know, being quite fake and putting out like a false life. But I think for us, it's a way of connecting with people. It's a way of building a community making friends and it's a lifeline but also people don't understand it does take a lot of courage to be so open and honest and actually put ourselves out there because we don't have much confidence chronic illness absolutely tears up your confidence so how have you found it I've definitely found it at the start I was so nervous like even now if I'm putting up a rather like um post that's quite close to my heart yeah, I am shaking when I press that post button. Yeah. But it seeing it being able to help people really, really helps. But it's also helped me, I guess, with the healing process of being chronically ill because I've been able to share my story. I've been able to like share the things that I've been through as well as connect with other people that have been through similar things and that are further along the line so even before I was sharing about my health stuff I was following so many people that were chronically ill and I started DMing them and just chatting with them and that helped me so much just to see wow like I'm not alone in this other people go through this if they can manage this day to day so can I yeah definitely and I think like you said it's so so important and it does take a lot of courage but like I just simply that's what motivates me day to day is looking at the messages responding talking to the likes of yourself interacting because it does make you feel less alone especially when you're sort of sat in your room and you're on your own and you're thinking what do I do today I've got no friends to hang out with but when you start messaging people although it takes a lot of our time and and energy because we don't have much energy it's so worth it it really is Most definitely. Like if it wasn't for social media at that time up until recently, I wouldn't have had any friends that like understood what I was going through because when you're at home, you're stuck in bed. It's really hard to meet people. Like how do you meet people if you're at home unable to move? But because of social media, you're able to and you can create lifetime long friends through doing that as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And 
like you know like you said it's it is a very very lonely place and very isolating and you do feel alone and I don't really think people fully understand this because when they see you out and about and smiling and with a brave face on they just think like what's she complaining about you know she's got a full life she's got a supportive family you know she does this and that she might travel a little bit but people don't see that that's like a little bit of snippets of my life and I do you know like yourself we do try and be positive and put out a positive image because we're generally positive people and we want to fight this battle and fight it well but sometimes we've got to be more open and we have to be negative and it's not being negative on purpose it's just showing the truth and what actually goes on behind closed doors and I think that's very very difficult to put out there and there's always going to be backlash and people are always going to be judgmental and I think when your confidence is low that that is quite hard to take most definitely I think my one of my favorite posts I wrote was recently and it was the reality of living with chronic illness and it was the first time I didn't try to sugarcoat things or put on a positive spin. I was yeah. just real and raw on that being chronically ill is literally the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. Definitely. And I think writing about that, I basically wrote what I wish I had heard when I first got sick. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, I know that you're going through so much at the minute and you don't even know sort of what's wrong with you, but have you sort of had any insight into what possibly could be the problem or what form of treatment is is in your future? Uh, Well, I am um, being referred to a geneticist. Uh, Everything at the moment is quite speculation. We're not quite sure, but my doctor has referred me um, for Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome because uh, yes. I'm showing a lot of the symptoms of it and three generations of my family, uh, women in my family have showed different aspects of the condition. At the moment, it's very unknown, but I am kind of coming to terms with this is quite likely not to go away considering my family's history of illness. Yes. I have been diagnosed with um allodynia which is a form of chronic pain that's basically just nervous system so things like wind hitting my skin can be like razor blades it's not very pleasant um yeah working out my stomach stuff because I was given the kind of wipe over you've got IBS but it's definitely not IBS yeah Um, we've worked out that my stomach doesn't empty quickly like it's very slow I feel so, you on that one. Oh, it's awful. It's the worst. It really I, it destroys your life. You can't do anything. You literally nope. feel so sick all the time. You can't eat properly. And like, I know that you're a bit like me in that sense that you struggle with when it comes to food as well, which is a big, big thing because I used to swim and I used to love food and that, you know, food is just everything. And when you can't eat properly or you can't eat the things that you want to eat, it is soul destroying. I don't think people fully understand that. No, definitely not. I've come to the point now where I'm basically living off three protein shakes a day and oh little bits gosh. of food if I can manage it because the pain is so extreme. I just end up crying and shaking. I just can't move. But then it's hard to explain 
to family, like to family friends and that when we go out, hey, I can't actually eat because yes, I can eat, but if I eat, I'm not going to be able to talk to you or move and I'm going to have to leave. So it went from something I enjoyed because I was a very healthy kid. I loved like platters and fruit and veggies. I was basically a rabbit growing up (laughs) to not being able to eat anything that I love eating without severe reactions. I totally feel you on that one because we went out for a family meal, for example, last night. And me being me, I have zero willpower. So like I ate everything that I shouldn't. And then I was sort of like sat at the table after and everybody was like in the discussion. And I just felt like I I just wasn't there anymore because I was just like, could feel it sort of coming back up. And I was like, I'm going to be sick. How am I going to stop this? Like I was at the table just like, oh, like, can we just wrap this up? And I I was like, I don't want to say, can we just leave and get the bill? Because that looks like I'm being unsociable. I don't appreciate family time. And I just came home, got a ginger tea, and I was just, like, on the bed, like, literally having a panic attack because everything I'd I'd eaten was just, like, causing my body just to sort of burn up and, like, buzz. And it was just the worst. And then you just think, how am I going to get to sleep? Yeah, I just want to get to sleep. I don't feel well. Um, And you, you hate it. And then sort of when you wake up the next morning and you go downstairs and your mom's like, oh, how are you? And you're like, oh, I feel rough. But because you've survived it, you know that you're going to do it again because you've survived it. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, if I, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, like, you just want to feel included. And I think that's a big thing because you feel like you miss out so much that when you get invited out or when you spend time with the family, you just want to be part of it. Most definitely. Like, you've got more strength with that than me because my anxiety just around eating foods if I know it's going to cause me pain it's like no matter how much I want to I just can't tolerate the pain because if I have a bad pain night it messes me up for the coming weeks because my stomach just stops functioning properly it's like "Mm, you look good but you're not that good (laughs) yeah I know that's it it is it is so so difficult and I think it's very difficult because we all want to heal and we all want to aid our our process when it comes to health and be the best we can be. But sometimes you just want to live life as well because life is so short. And I think when you feel like it's all take, 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 you just get really down about it and you just want to fight back and be like, no, I can do this. And I did it the same we're just on a trip recently and and we had to go on a walk and I struggle walking because of my joints and the pain and everyone was like yeah we're doing this walk do you want to just go by taxi Sophie and I was like no I want to do this walk like I wanted to prove that I could still walk I still have the fitness there because you know I'm so used to being a swimmer and being an athlete and and so on it that I just wasn't allowing it to beat me and I suffered so much for it and you know I hid the pain so well but I was like dying inside but I just I had to prove it to them and you just think Sophie what are you doing but you just want to live and I I can't yeah you just want to feel like you again yeah exactly because you feel like you've lost so much and it's so hard to explain to people because they just don't get it and they see you for that two hours and think well, she's fine because she's done this, that and the other. 
but they don't see you rolling in bed crying at night or unable to move in the morning or feeling dizzy when you get up and all that jazz completely like recently my frustration has been I can't get my license and I spent six months of last year preparing to get my license as soon as I turned 16 I was going to go get it and then the ophthalmologist which is a brain eye person just said no I can't sign off on your license it's unsafe for you to drive I was so frustrated and my mom took me to a paddock in our local area I'm like that's it I'm gonna drive in here because you're allowed to do that and every time I turned everything would spin I was like oh, yeah God. I cannot get my license because it's the same if we go around a roundabout in our area and where I live there's 50 million roundabouts just to get into town. <laughs> that's crazy it's oh my worst nightmare are roundabouts and bumps <laughs> Yeah, I hate bumps. I hate country roads as well. It's just oh man! <laughs> but yeah, it's like I'm I'm a bit like that. Like obviously, I got my license, I could drive. But then when I started getting really ill, and I was starting getting blurred vision and all that, they just said it's not safe for you to drive. Don't drive. And for that, it was just it was awful because I felt like I lost my independence as well. I couldn't just go out when I wanted. I could just get away when I needed to. And it's hard. It's hard to come to terms with because all your friends are going here, they're everywhere for the movies, out for dinner, and it's just like nothing to them because it's just normal. Definitely. It's like that one thing that you think that you'll be able to have that one bit of independence because you're sitting down and it's more chilled, but you can't even do that because of your body and it can be such a frustrating experience, especially then relying on other people. So it's like if I have a night where I've got like a hype on where I just want to go, go, go and being at home just to make people trapped. But my yes. poor mum is up at 5am every morning because oh, she's a morning God. person and I'm at 10 like, let's go, let's go. Oh, <laughs> It just doesn't work. Yeah. But sort of what would advice would you give for listeners like moving forward? What would you sort of say has been your main sense of like form of healing and what would you inspire them to sort of do in terms of like career and jobs or with school? With school, I definitely say take the pressure off yourself. I, for so long, stuck with it. And obviously everyone's different, but I made myself so extremely sick by doing it. It caused a major flare from the stress of trying to keep up with everyone because the reality is, I'm not at the same level as everyone. My high school education is one of a year seven if I'm lucky um, because of being sick and having learning difficulties. It's just not a good mix. So taking that pressure off has led me to being able to learn things in a different way that are good skills for life and know that, look, in the future, I can still go back and do it. Like my adopted Nana who passed away this year, she... Um, had to stop working and look after her siblings so she didn't go back to university until she after she had kids and they were grown up and she always told me it doesn't matter if you have to leave now because you can go back and do it it's even if you're 50 you can still go back and do school and that really helped me so that's probably a major thing and with work it's following what you're passionate about obviously it's hard 
But for me, it's the creativity side. So I'd love to make a career out of writing and out of creating my own products, like having my own little online shop. And That's amazing. Some form of journalism, whether it's like on-screen journalism, journalism or written journalism, whatever my body will allow me, I'd love to do. Amazing. And I think you will succeed in that because you're a very determined young lady. So thank you. I think it's a possibility that you're going to be a shining star very soon. Thank you so much for coming on. And I just want you to share your blog and your social media handles with everybody so people can give you a follow and give you a read of your blog. Oh, awesome. Uh, My blog is at justsoalina.com and my Instagram and all my other handles is just just so Alina. Thank you so much, Alina. You've been an absolute delight today. I've really enjoyed chatting with you and you've shared some great knowledge and some great advice with us and, and your story is so touching and it's going to help so many people out there that, you know, are probably teenagers going through chronic illness and don't really know if there's a light at the end of the tunnel and we're here to tell them that keep fighting and, you know, create that light. Definitely. My biggest quote that I hold to myself is everything happens for a reason because even though I'm sick and how hard it is it's given me so many amazing opportunities and it's connected with me with so many amazing people like you oh thank you I'm so glad we've connected because you know I count you as one of my close friends now really because we talk almost every day and you brighten up my day for sure so I'm so so grateful for this and I'm, I'm so honored to have you on the podcast you've been amazing thank you so much and I'm forever grateful to have met you and to get to call you my friend oh thank you so much well you have a great great evening and thank you so much for this I will and hope you have an amazing day and thank you to everyone for listening thank you see you later bye Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got lots and lots of information from it and inspiration. I really, really enjoyed chit-chatting to Alina. She was amazing. And wait for the next episode. Can't wait. Thank you so much for your support and love and enjoy.